Hello, and welcome to Talking Sports with TK. I am Tommy Chrysan. Glad to be here. Glad to have you there. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Please share it with all of your friends. This episode, Sports Takes with Trey Blossman, brought to you by MeatAndPotatoesUSA.com. If you like to bet on college football or the NFL, you must check out the website, MeatAndPotatoesUSA.com. It's available on your laptop, the computer, and on your phone, MeatAndPotatoesUSA.com. Do check it out. Hey, Trey Blossman and I got some strong takes for you today. We're going to talk LSU football. We're going to talk college football as well as the New Orleans Saints and the NFL. A lot of strong football takes today here on Sports Takes. Again, if you like to bet on football, visit MeatAndPotatoesUSA.com. MeatAndPotatoesUSA.com or connect with me on social media. Tommy Chrysan, K-R-Y-S-A-N. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. Uh, we got it all there. And I am the oldest dude on TikTok. Just search for Talking Sports with TK. Let's hear a message from our host at Anchor. They put to help us put together these podcasts. Anchor, if you want to do a podcast, we'll tell you all about it. And we'll take a break uh, to hear that message. We'll come back. We'll be joined by Trey Blossman. It's time for Sports Takes, all a part of Talking Sports with TK. I am Tommy Chrysan. Stay tuned. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Talking sports with TK, as I mentioned, sports takes with Trey Blossman. We got a couple of popular topics to kick around today and have our strong takes on. And hopefully, we'll share this podcast with all your good friends and let them know about it. Talking sports with TK is available wherever you get your podcast on all the major platforms, over 20 platforms, all told. Trey Blossman, good afternoon. How are you? Doing great, Tommy. Thank you. Hey, let's start with the LSU Tigers. They played name that school with Southern University the other night, about 11 miles between the A.W. Mumford Stadium where the Jaguars play and Tiger Stadium. But I think the story of the night was it was a good thing for the community of Baton Rouge, for both universities. They've never met in football. They've competed in other sports, never met in football. The halftime show with the Golden Band from Tigerland and the Human Jukebox, Southern's band, was spectacular. It was through the roof. Both bands played at least six songs each after the game was over. Many people stayed to see that. It was a, a fun night. Everybody knew it would be named that score. And LSU completely dominated Southern on the football field, played just about everybody that was in a uniform. But I think it was a bigger night than that for Baton Rouge and for those two universities. Oh, absolutely. And it's hard to believe they've never played before, Tommy. And you know, LSU likes to throw big paydays at state schools when they have an opportunity. Uh, I can't believe this is the first time that they decided to throw a bone to Southern. It's it, it's kind of shocking, actually. Well, you know, that all started with Skip Bertman in baseball wanting to, you know, once every four or five years make a trip to Hammond to play Southeastern with the baseball team and Nichols and McNeese and Northwestern State. You know, because he thought that was important. And when he became the athletic director in the early 2000s, he thought it was important. You know, why give the money to Eastern, Western, Idaho, Southern State? 
give the money to to a school in Louisiana that can you know make the profit because in Southern's case they had a bus ten miles across town uh, to play the game and they got about reportedly got seven hundred thousand dollars so that the the money even after a couple of expenses is great for their budget now. They played everybody in the state except Grambling, which they will play Grambling next year. Grambling's on the schedule next year, so then they will have played all the state schools, you know, that in the past 10, 12, 14 years that they said that they would do. And I think they'll continue that rotation going forward because, like you've said many a time, you and I used to talk about this on the radio, give the money to a state school, let those fans come to Baton Rouge, let those players get a chance to play in Tiger Stadium, tell their kids and grandkids, hey, you know, like Southern, they, they, you know, they tell their kids and grandkids, hey, I played on a Saturday night in Tiger Stadium against LSU, you know. So yeah. I, I think it was a win-win for lots of reasons. Absolutely, no doubt about it. And, you know, I, I was pleased to see so many Southern fans in attendance at the game, knowing their team was going to get killed, just also knowing what a great Baton Rouge event that was. Well, and here's the thing that, you know, the LSU estimates that every home game weekend, there's 30,000, roughly 30,000 people tailgating on campus who have no intent of going inside the stadium to the game. They're going to watch it on the satellite dish in the parking lot. They're hanging out with their friends. They're going to, you know, they're, they're just celebrating tailgating and partying. They don't plan on going into the stadium. This past weekend, there were 80,000, or more than double the normal amount of people on campus that weren't even intended on going to the, to the football game. Now, that led to some, some severe traffic problems after the game, and that's a whole other topic. Uh, the LSU football stadium is landlocked by the Mississippi River in downtown Baton Rouge, and uh, traffic has always been a problem, and it's going to continue to be a problem, and uh, maybe we can make that a topic for another day, but... Uh, one thing on the field that we saw, we saw Coach Kelly shuffle the offensive line, and we think we know now even more so why Jaden Daniels is the number one quarterback. Not fair to make a snapshot on Nussmeyer for the mop-up work that he got, although he got many, many snaps. But I think it was obvious that Daniels is a little bit ahead of him at this time. Uh, no doubt about that, Tommy. And he brings a dynamic that even though Nussmeyer has some mobility, he just doesn't have. Take that first touchdown, for instance. Yeah, yeah. Speed kills, and that was nothing but speed, Tom. Once he had the opening, he outran everybody. They had guys that had the angle on him twice. He's dynamic. He's electric. And, you know, I, I was a big Miles Brennan fan for as faithful as he was to the university and as unfortunate as he kept being with some of the injuries. Uh, I, I really was hoping he was going to be our quarterback. I had seen Jaden Daniels play many games for Arizona State, and I knew that he was a playmaker, but I watched him throw interceptions, too many interceptions for Arizona State. So far, he looks brilliant for LSU, Tommy. Well, he started for three years at Arizona State. That's valuable. Now, Nelsonmeyer got a handful of snaps last year, okay? I mean, and not really meaningful snaps, uh, mop-up time or, you know, just get some snaps time. And, and there's, you know, any coach will tell you, I want that guy that's proven to me he can do that. Been there, done that. Well, Daniels has got that experience on. Nussmeyer may be great one day. He really might. I think Walker Howard's got a chance to be great one day, and he even got in at the end. Keep in mind, he can play up to four games 
and still not burn his red shirt year. So I did have some people when he ran out on the field, oh, I thought he was getting red shirted. Well, he's still going to get red shirted. Don't worry. Uh, yeah, they will not play. They will not play him in five games. Right, unless they had to. Yeah, so right. So LSU, it was named that school. They'll open the conference play this coming week against Mississippi State, who I watched pound Arizona the other night, late Saturday. Uh, Mississippi State, a two and a half, three point favorite, coming into Baton Rouge conference opener. LSU better hope they figured out a bunch of things against Southern. Yeah, well, you know, no doubt Mississippi State will have a good squad and they'll play real hard. They beat the hell out of us two years ago. Or was that like, that was two, two years ago? Two years so ago. When they had the Stanford, they had the Stanford transfer at quarterback yeah. uh, Costello, who absolutely lit it yeah. up. Uh, yeah, well, I'm, Costello threw for, for over six hundred yards, and by the way, two weeks ago he got cut by the Saints. Uh, so uh, anyway, <laughs> but but no. The big thing being conference play starts. It's a conference game. It matters in the SEC standings, and uh, that's going to be important for LSU. And uh, John Emery will be back in the backfield. Brian Kelly said at his press conference today, guy hadn't played in almost two years of football, so they're not going to overload him, not going to overtax him, but he is going to be in the mix to play. And also, B.J. Ojolari sat out the other night uh, precautionary measure could have played if it had been an FCC game, but he sat out. He will also be ready to go this week against the uh, Mississippi State Bulldogs. That's a five o'clock kick Saturday in Tiger Stadium. Elsewhere in the world of college football, there were numerous stories. Alabama escapes in Austin, Texas, and then my favorite story is Nebraska, Notre Dame, and Texas A&M paid north of four million dollars in uh, paycheck games to the likes of Georgia Southern, Marshall, and Appalachian State, and all the FCS teams won on the road against Nebraska, Notre Dame, and A&M, respectively. Uh, they got Scott Frost fired in Nebraska, and uh, I guess that's the big story. And then Kentucky knocking off Florida in the swamp. Uh, Kentucky's for real. They, they're gonna, it's going to be them or Georgia to win the East, and you haven't been able to say that in football in a long time. Well, you know, Kentucky has a – they got a player at quarterback. Uh, it helps when you got a guy. It, look, he has quarterback skills and a linebacker mentality. I, I love that combination, and you don't see it often enough in quarterbacks. But, look, here's my take on the day. I thought the referees gave Alabama the game. I wasn't watching it closely because I was at a memorial – service for a friend who passed away a few months ago and but it was on the tv in the bar that we were at so i was glancing up at it and i saw on replay a very blatant penalty on alabama for uh face masking that they did not call uh you know and there were plays like that in the a&m game where man they were the beneficiary of the referee I just hate to see any game decided by officials. And, look, I, I would have liked to have seen Bama lost to Texas. Sure, absolutely. But I I, uh, I don't want the refs deciding the game, you know. And I, I think in, in part, I'm not saying they gave them, but in great part that game was affected by the officials. And Texas and A&M was lucky it wasn't worse for them. Yeah, and unfortunately, there were lots of missed calls in lots of games. Uh, you know, I mean, 
Was that a safety in the Bama game? They totally botched that. There was a clear pass interference early in the game against Alabama in the end zone on a Texas player that was not flagged. There's no way on earth that wasn't interference. But, you know, sometimes it, it seems like the, the great teams get those calls. LSU got a few calls in 2019 that when you look back, you go, okay, we'll take it. The Saints, the year they won the Super Bowl, I remember a game against the Washington Redskins when they got three or four calls that blatantly should have went against them that didn't, and they ended up winning the Super Bowl. So, I mean, things like that happen, but I'm like you, Trey. I do not like to see it take the game away from a kid. I've always maintained that referees don't win or lose a game, but bad calls or bad no calls at the wrong time can certainly affect the outcome of the game and affect the mental psyche of the team that the call goes against absolutely uh look texas's quarterback was knocked out in the first quarter and he was torching the tide tommy i don't know if you were looking at it. he was absolutely torching i saw the first quarter and a half before i went to the function that i went to and i'll tell you that if the texas quarterback wasn't knocked out they're gonna beat bama by two touchdowns Shannon. I firmly believe. Yeah, that 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 definitely was was a big story in that game. We'll never know the answer, but I can clearly see that line of thought, and many people agreed with you. Hey, you're listening to Sports Takes. Uh, don't forget, if you like to bet on football, visit MeatAndPotatoesUSA.com. Our consultants are hot. Check it all out. MeatAndPotatoesUSA.com. We shift gears into the NFL. Uh, the Dallas Cowboys have officially been eliminated from the playoffs, although the 31 teams are still alive. Uh, the New Orleans Saints, Trey, we've all been around sports all our life. I don't care what level you play at, what sport you play at. There's always going to be one of those games that you end up getting the win when you look in the mirror and say, hey, we, we might not have deserved that one, but we found a way to make it happen. And that's exactly what happened to the New Orleans Saints with the huge fourth quarter comeback and win against the Falcons. This could be a game that really matters come December when the Saints might be fighting for a division title, fighting for a wild card spot. It, it could be what pushes them in. Could look back and say, hey, they got that game they shouldn't have got. It's a big plus for the Saints. It was a great win on the road against an NFC South team. Well, Tommy, word of the day for the NFL yesterday, drama. There was tons of drama in the NFL yesterday. There were overtime games. There were games that were determined very late. What the Saints drive 50-something yards in 40 seconds to get the field goal for the win, Uh, 60-something. That was a beautiful thing, just a beautiful thing to watch. And look. Jarvis Landry played a big role in that. Jameis Winston, he, he had a pretty good day, Tommy. And of course, had he not pulled it off at the yeah. end, no, nobody would be talking about that. But he, he did the, he did what he needed to do at the end to get the win. Of course, it's nice to have a field goal kicker that you can pretty much rely on, although he had missed one earlier in the game. Uh, great, great win for the Saints. And a great day for the National Football League. I, I, I don't know if they had that good an opening day in recent memory, Tommy. Well, they got a, a, another game tonight, obviously, the, the, the Broncos with Russell Wilson going against his former team, the Seahawks. But Jameis Winston played a brilliant fourth quarter. And in spite of screwing up that rule situation when he clocked the ball, and I would say this, more than half the players on the sideline and most of the fans didn't know 
that about that rule either. Obviously, the referee did when he clocked it. He didn't realize Landry had been clocked out of bounds, meaning the ball wasn't going to clock wasn't going to start. The ball was snapped. He should have asked the referee, "Are we on an out of bounds call here, or, or you, right, you right. winding the clock, you know, or are you winding the clock when the ball is ready for play?" You know, he should have checked. You know, because they, well, but they should have noticed that. He should have noticed that they hadn't started winding the clock before he spiked the ball. You know, well, yeah, well, that's another again, that's it, another story. Yeah, they, they'll work on that. Won't make that mistake again. Elsewhere in the NFL, I'll just say this, dear NFL, please, I say this with total sincerity, please figure out a way not to have a game end in a tie. I don't care what you got to do. I mean, we are way beyond the days of having a tie football game, which is what happened in the NFL yesterday. Figure out a way to to figure out a winner, and you got to do it like tonight. Well, absolutely. It's a shame that neither team was able to get a win there. Great game. Uh, it, it points out the value of a deep snapper, Tommy. People were shocked when LSU started giving scholarships to deep snappers. Well, Cincinnati's deep snapper was hurt and out, and their backup. He he snapped three three bad snaps on kicks, and there's no doubt it cost them the game. They had a chance to win it with an extra point. They had a chance to win it with a field goal uh, twice. Man, man, that hurts. And and speaking of uh, the value of a deep snapper, we also, in the game last night, we see the value in a backup quarterback, just having a good backup quarterback. Dallas went unprepared. They had only – uh, Dak on their roster after the final cutdown, and they had to add one back to their practice squad that they had cut. Several years ago, Green Bay found out how badly they needed a backup. Aaron Rodgers got hurt in the second or third week, and they had a horrible year. Their backup quarterback was a rookie from Iowa State. I can't recall his name. Uh, he was a decent dual-threat college quarterback, but he didn't even have breakfast in the NFL. He was gone so fast. Uh, you got to have a good backup quarterback. And, and by the way, the Saints have one of those right now. They do with Andy Dalton. So, all right, with all that being said, it was a wild weekend in college football and in the NFL. Uh, again, Seahawks and Broncos tonight will wrap up week one of the NFL. Saints host the Buccaneers at noon in the Superdome next week. And uh be more wild and crazy NFL and college football coming up. Hey, don't forget later in the week we'll have Trey Blossman's picks. He did pretty good in the NFL at a – Another uh, tough week in college, but I promise you he'll straighten that out because when you look over time, what we've done for 20-plus years, uh, we're going to end up making you some money before the year's over with. Uh, no question about that. Trey, you have a really good week, and we'll uh, get together later in the week for, for your NFL and NCAA football picks. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. 